しさにまぶたを閉じた君のこと Hey everyone, it's Adbert the Big Business here, and welcome back to another episode of the Class 1A podcast, a weekly My Hero Academia podcast where we go through character deep dives, the show when it is live, the Vigilantes manga, and so much more. And this week we'll be having another character deep dive episode focusing on the big three. But before we get to talk about some of our favorite third years at UA, let me introduce my co hosts. As always, I have Dylan Beale, aka Fanfic, and James Graham. AKA Apothecary. I'm saying AKA a lot here. I'm realizing that now. But besides that, how are you guys doing today? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm feeding off of this uh, this new heightened energy that you're bringing. I'm here for you, it. Yeah, you came in like hot and swinging, and I was just like, okay, all right, this is this is how we're doing things. But yeah, we're mixing we're mixing it up a little bit. I know we're all a little tired, a little out of it. So I wanted to bring enough, keep you guys on your toes, because. I know when we did Demon Slayer, the Demon Slayer Chronicles, the other podcast we did, I'd always come in with the same intro, the same question. You guys would give me grief. So I'm like, okay, going to mix it up a little bit. Oh, we're going to give you grief regardless. He's right. He's 100% right. <laughs> Say AKA but, one more time. Nah, I'll pass. Uh, but let's get into this because I really do want to talk about it. I, I mean, the big three have been something that I think a lot of people really loved about the most recent season. So I'm glad we're kind of doing it earlier on in our character reviews. Because they're characters that everyone wants to talk about and hear about right now. But before we can get to those, you guys got a little bit to tell everyone, right? Make sure you tell all your friends about us and make sure you leave a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Yeah, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, all that fun stuff, suggestions for character deep dives, because we do love suggestions... Let us know. Hit us up over on Twitter at popped underscore off or email us at contact at poppedoff.com. But with that, let's start kind of moving into the character deep dive. The last two character deep dives we've done, Bakugo and Kirishima. If you haven't listened to those, go and check those out because they're two of the characters we love to talk about the most. So make sure to go check those out. Those have both been a couple weeks ago now. But we're each going to go through a character of our own. We're going to talk about the quirks, a little bit of an overview, whatever kind of little snippets or facts we have about them. And then we're going to take a step back, talk about the characters as a group, individually, talk about the concept of Big Three, and kind of go from there. Not too much of an outline, we just want to talk about these three characters and kind of how they impact on the world. But with that, Dylan, why don't you take us away with the first member of the Big Three? Yeah, so the first member is be Nijiri Hado. She's kind, talkative, and to be honest, she's kind of blunt. She has like this childlike wonder about her, and she's like obsessed over everyone she meets. Uh, she has periwinkle hair, and her quirk is wave motion. So basically, upon release, she releases a ton of energy um, from her hands, and this is actually converted stamina that she has, so she can kind of use her, her her stamina and just shoot out into this golden energy. It's a little bit slow, but it's super powerful. So she can control the level of it, um, but the downside to it is that she can overuse it and actually be out of stamina, uh, and so she can be like super tired. The good thing about this, though, is because she's trained up her stamina so much, she has a ton of it. So her stats for stamina, off the charts. Yeah, I guess the uh, the next member of the big three is Tamaki Amajiki. Uh, Tamaki's basically the polar opposite. Um, he's shy, reserved, uh, you know, outwardly lacks confidence. Um, he's super tight with Mirio. The two of them are have been like boys for, for a while. 
Um, and his quirk is manifest. So whatever food he's recently consumed, he can man- he can manifest that animal into one of his limbs, his body, all that fun stuff. Um, he, you know, projects an unbrave kind of appearance, but despite the fact he does that, he's actually super badass when he gets into into fights and is very, very loyal to his friends, his mentors, everything like that. Um, a nice little fun fact about Amajiki is that because of his relationship with Mirio, Horikoshi's actually projected a part of himself in Amajiki that in his transition from junior high to high school, one of his friends, like, he actually had somebody approach him and become his friend, much like Mirio did to Amajiki. So, Horikoshi's got a special place in his heart for Amajiki. And before I move into Mirio Togata, I guess I should say we're talking through the all of the most recent season of My Hero. So, if you're not caught up on the anime, do not go because there will be spoilers we talk about, obviously, as these characters are mainly prevalent in the most recent season. So, the one thing I do before I talk about Mirio. But, Mirio Togata is also known as Lemelian, is the third member of the Big Three. He originally was the top candidate to be All Might's successor, which was kind of brought on to him by Sir Night Eye. His original quirk was Permutation, but after the battle with Overhaul, he is now quirkless. But how Permutation allowed him to work is he could basically move through anything. They did a really good job of explaining it in the show, and it's really hard. But he can pretty much move his body through any type of physical matter, include bringing his whole body underground. And when he reactivates his quirks, he doesn't suffocate underground. He just kind of pops back up. So he uses that fighting style to kind of move together to um, fight people. I don't know. He's a really cool character. He's the best single dad in all of the My Hero universe. And with that, let's just kind of open up the floor to all three of them. Because I want to talk a lot about Mirio and more comments about that. But... Dylan, I just want to say with how your little intro goes, with like the blue periwinkle hair, I just think of like a game show announcer, like, come on down from <laughs> West Virginia playing. Just, that's just kind of the vibe you gave me with your little introduction there. So I, was I, had to, I had to give her a good written little thing. Uh, Hado deserves it. I think she's the... Uh... I think she's the the least looked to member of the big three. She gets the shaft all the time. No one talks about her. She doesn't get sick arcs. She needs yeah. she needs yeah. attention. She needs yeah. she needs something cool. Which is weird. And in middle, oh, go on. Yeah, I was just gonna say like when they were initially presented to us, I I assumed that Amajiki was gonna be that one that was neglected just because of his you know his his overall character design, his demeanor, everything like that. And Hado seemed like the next runner up after. Mirio to have like a ton of attention and of course as we know it was not the case at all and Amajiki gets like not only his own badass arc but you know this crazy fight of him going 1v3 like it's just it I think it totally makes sense that Mirio it gets the most spotlight obviously of course I thought Hado was gonna get more because she was like kind of like the group's spokesperson almost like whenever we were introduced to them she was like out front she was the one kind of talking to everyone and obviously we got the uh uh, the sick fight of of Mirio versus the entire class in that same breath, but still. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess with me, I, I kind of agree when they were first introduced to them back in what? So what was the most recent season? I kept saying the most recent season. We're in season four, going into season five, we're going, right? We're going into season five, yeah. That's why five. So when he was first introduced at the very end of season three, um, the whole big three class, it really seemed like they were a whole balancing act. And you couldn't really tell who was going to be the main character until Miro went on to fight everyone. And obviously, he's then the main character of the big three. But it seemed like Amajiki was a sad one. 
Muriel was a super high one, and Hado was kind of the one in the middle that was just going to bounce him out. And I thought it was going to be very much of like a group dynamic. So I kind of, as much as I love Muriel and I love Amajiki, I do want to know more about Hado because admittedly, I forget her name half the time. Like, that's how little limelight she got in there. I've, I'm caught up on the anime. I'm caught up on the manga. I've watched through the season multiple times. And I still struggle to remember her name sometimes. Because that's how little she's in season four. So, I do hope we get to see more of her in the future. I mean, I, I think she's a really cool character. And I just overall in season four, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, the big... I think she's a really cool character. I mean, the big thing that we get her with is when it's uh, her... Uraka and someone uh, else. Ryoko. Uh, Froppy. Yeah. Ryoko and Froppy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, that's and that they're, whole... they're all, they, they do that one little fight, but like, that's like kind of a bad fight and it's not good. Like, that's like the one part of like my hero that I'm like, oh, this is just not good for some reason. Um, which sucks yeah. because like, that was like supposed to be a moment of where we got like good stuff from her. It's, it was like the, I remember it was like the beginning of an episode and it almost felt like a, like a, like a kaiju kind of fight. Because it was like really big and like aloof, and you're like, "Oh, this is not my hero at all, right?" And then that's the last you see of her, and then it's like super Amajiki Mirio focus from the rest of the point on. Yeah, but I guess instead of kind of looking at the downside, I, I do I do think her quirk is really cool. Doing kind of talking through it, I guess I never looked exactly into her quirk, and it's just one of those training quirks. And I I think she seems like one of those characters that uses her quirk in cool ways as well because even in the beauty pageant we're able to see her kind of using more of a design and i really just like how the visual side of the quirk is with a lot of quirks like oh do you actually see like the air when deku punches and all that stuff like no it's very obviously with her quirk you can see it and i think she's a very cool character and i guess it just makes me wonder like being part of the big three i wanted to see her fight at least one more time so I guess with that, I don't have much of Yeah, so I, I want to talk about Amajiki for a second because, like... I do, too. We talked about this a little bit during his episodes, um, but where... What's the limits of his quirk? Where yeah, we got we got into... It? Yeah, we got I into I want to talk about it again because it's like, cool, he eats squid, he gets squid arms, right? That totally makes sense. What else can I don't he... think he can absorb quirks. I, he cannot eat people and get their quirks. Yeah, not? that was that Why was not? the big that was the big thing. It was like, does cannibalism work on him? Right, like because he gets the quirks of the creature, he gets the abilities of the creature he eats. The, so the he physical, the, squid, the physical characteristic. Yes, so he eats squid. He gets a tentacle. What, what if it's a he transformation? Human, he could grow though. more arms. He could become a machop. No, no. What? What if, if he ate humans? He could grow more arms. No. What if it's like a transformation quirk, or where some people their quirks manifest constantly and their bodies are transformed by it? Oh yeah. Oh shit. Right. What, yeah. What's that? Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, um, uh, without spoiling too much of Vigilantes, there's a character who essentially is a big grass. Is he a grasshopper or? Uh, yeah, he's a big grasshopper. No, he's a praying mantis. Yeah. A praying he's mantis. Pray yeah. Uh, he's a big praying mantis. What if he ate him? Would he just get the praying mantis quirk because he's a praying mantis? So he would just manifest that for however long Amajiki's quirk kind of absorbs things. Yeah, it's a good quote. Or it's also if you go back to um, Hagakure, she's invisible. What if you eat <laughs> someone that's invisible? Would you get invisible arms? That well, she, okay. So that's a little different because she manipulates light. That's really? that's her quirk. That's how her, yeah. quirk that's how her yeah. quirks works. Yeah. She she manipulates light. That's yeah. that's why in the movie she does like a like that beam shot or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that is true. I yeah. kind of forget. Wait, but so she can. 
work around light, but she's also invisible because Aizawa can't make her uninvisible. That's that's very true. So she she has like she has to naturally kind of be invisible through her quirk. Well, okay, we don't know if he can make her uninvisible. It's just something that's never addressed because she's gonna be ass naked if he does. No, she. Oh uh, no, she doesn't wear. But she wears like clothes during class. Yeah, yeah, but like she doesn't show up. There. Yeah, but like, but her her quirk's perpetual, right? So why would Aizawa ever turn it off, right? Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just he something could, over he, Horikoshi. No, 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 no. The thing is, is he could, and if if he could have, he would have, because they would have shown her what she like, which they would have shown us what she looks like, and that's how we know it's for sure like a permanent thing. I agree. I, I agree. I but. Back, back to the back, point. Uh, Where yeah, is the bounds of his? Where's the bounds of his? Is quirk of eating things? I I I I think we've done it. Is anything that? And I think it's cre- I think it's animals. No, but yeah. what, what? No, what about people with quirks have transformation abilities? I don't think so. No, because it's only physical manifestations or physical characteristics of whatever the person is. So I like if I think if there's anything that needs to be triggered, that doesn't apply. But if it's just like a physical characteristic, he's he's good. He's he's fine, right? Because you can't tell me like, and I guess we don't know what exactly he has to eat. But all he has to do is like eat a little bit of a squid leg, and that will be enough to do it. So theoretically, hair would work. And you can't tell me that Mirio wouldn't have let Amajiki try a little bit of his hair at one point to see if he'd go invisible. Mm. Like you can't tell me like that hasn't been tried. And if it was possible, I think he would do it, especially with Mirio's quirk because of how much he looks up to Mirio. Which, speaking of, I love their relationship as well. Yeah. And you even kind of mentioned it with their Horikoshi. We see a little bit in Vigilantes. It was like one of my facts the other day is that there's a kind of a similar, um, like, sad and happy vibe over there as well. So Yeah. Yeah, Horikoshi, like, loves the fact that Amajiki is the way he is because he just, yeah, he sees himself in him with, like, I guess, like, it's so weird to me that, like, the, the event of Mirio just approaching him and being like, we're going to be friends now. That actually happened to Horikoshi. And, like, he just decides to make it represented with Amajiki. There's, I, like, I, like, when Amajiki was first introduced, I just, like, like, loved everything about him. I loved his character design. I loved, when I found out his, like, his uh, hero name, Sun Eater, like, I thought that was insane. And then I saw his car. I don't get his name, though. He's, he's, like, depressing. No, yeah. like, okay, it's, it's, it's a combination of depressing and, oh, my God, he had a big tangent about it when he was having it in his in his three-on-one because he's talking about his relationship with mirio and how mirio is so like so so bright M- M- mirio is the son to him and he wants to eat mirio so he can get his quirk <laughs> it's not it it's not it at all i but like do you want to eat mirio for other reasons stop it jay dylan i don't know where the <laughs> fuck you're going but stop it right now um I do you I mean, do, I, I, do you remember what I'm talking about though? It was I, like, I, I know what you're okay, talking okay, about. Okay, 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 okay. You found um, you found the excerpt. Tamaki chose his hero name to be Sun Eater, a name that was inspired after Mirio told him that he would outshine the sun. So Mirio said he's gonna outshine the sun, and then Tamaki's like, "No, I'm gonna eat the sun." <laughs> that's a dumb name. Like, come on, it, this is as dumb it's, as it's a, the power names from. Vigilantes. It's worse. This is worse. It, it's a great name. No, it's it's, a, it, it's a sick name. It sounds badass. His costumes dope. There's nothing bad about. Amajiki. I agree. I agree. I love everything about his character design, his personality, 
this quirk. I love everything about that. I just can't vibe with the name, especially when it's based off like an inside joke with Muriel from middle school. It's not even an like, inside joke. It's just like it's Muriel's motivation. Like and like Amajiki just was like, "You're my boy, dude." So I'm gonna, I'm gonna play off of that, right? I found I found so I didn't know this when I like when I was like first because I've 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 been on the wiki for him like a couple times just to kind of like the the like flash him out and like read it but I didn't know his name is literally like his surname is Heaven and Eating like I cool. yeah right and then his first name contains the words uh, Ring and Link so like I was like how the how the how the fuck like what do you what do you get from that right like. But I thought it was kind of cool. I don't know. I mean, that is that is total anime thing. Is you yeah. never you never skip an opportunity to make a, a name mean something. So true. Yeah. But are we gonna I guess are we gonna get to stepdad Mirio? Is that where we're going yeah. now? Yeah. I was about to say. I guess the last one we talk about. Then after that, I want to take back and talk about the concept of the group a little bit. But Mirio is obviously the one we have the most to talk about because he's been involved in the CV. I mean, I'd say. He's main character number two before, right behind Deku. Even some episodes, main character number one. We got a lot of limelight with them. And I guess, first question is, I don't even know if I asked this when we are going through the episodes, like, do you think he would have been a good successor for All Might? Because that was obviously the whole drama at the beginning of season four. Like, Deku didn't come in the picture. Mirio ended up taking the power instead, like, Sir Knight I wanted to. Like, do you think that works for him? I, I mean, I, I think he would have been like if if Deku never came into the picture probably because like Mirio is like a he's he's kind of like All Might in a lot of ways I think that's like very obvious of like how he is but um his power is like quirk is also super powerful too like why like his his quirk is like near unbeatable like they had to just straight up nerf him because he's so strong um and two like he does want to do it like for altruistic reasons too and he's I think probably shown that throughout like his his kind of development as a person so i mean i th- I feel like it makes sense i feel like he probably would have been that person to to take on the mantle yeah i mean yeah it even goes back to his name too with like wanting to save people sorry dumb before i let you go it's like his name lamillion means out like save a million people is kind of where the name comes from that he wants to save a million people so and, and you think you think sun eater is dumb and not that though yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. I think it's weird to put a limitation on how many people you want to save. Like the million first person is kind of out of luck, <laughs> but I still think it at least makes more sense that like my hero name is I want to save a lot of people. Abajikis is I want to eat the sun. That's weird. it. Just sounds intimidating. It sounds super intimidating, man. When you have a gut, not that intimidating. Sun Eater is super intimidating when you have a dude that just like ate a like a piece of a crab and he's like, well, guess what? Now I'm gonna crush you because like I have a I have a crab claw now. So. All right, go on and actually talk about. It. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, like the thing I like about Mirio is that um, he did like when he was introduced and like why I think he w- would have done like so good as like an All Might successor is he never had like that that typical like character like uh, like wavering like his ideals never really wavered his personality was like it stayed the same his entire his entire time he was in the scene that like he like. Where Deku always has like this kind of internal struggle with himself, Mirio just like he just knows he just like there's like he knows what kind of person he is, what kind of person he wants to be, and I think that would have made him like a really good like successor. Um, 
I, I, I just think, yeah, like he, he neatly, I think not only because of his quirk, but because of the type of person he is too, he would have been too effective as the number one. And I think that's also why he needed to be nerfed. Like, I think he just would have been too effective overall. Oh, just imagine him coming out of the ground and then Detroit smashing someone instantly. Like, you, I mean, yeah, I agree. You can't beat him. And I think that's kind of part of why Sir Knight Eye kind of mixed those quirks together. I mean, that's a near indestructible man there. And maybe we wouldn't have any issues in the world right now if my hero Fiatu was his successor. So ima- imagine this. Imagine him as his ultimate form, right? He has the all might strength. He just, uh, he turns it on and he does like a, like a kickoff of something. And he phases through the ground and just travels across the world that way. How <laughs> sick is that? God, that'd be cool and actually possible. I mean, like, there's no reason it wouldn't be because he has the, uh, like, all, like the All Might, like, strength. Like, does have, like, uh, the super incredible, like, speed because he, like, hops everywhere, right? Yeah. He basically yeah. flies, so he has that strength. And he has the, uh, the phase through things. He would have been unstoppable. He could have saved the entire world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And- and then even kind of going back, so obviously during the overall arc, he saves Eerie, takes a bullet for Eerie, not knowing it was just a quirk-destroying bullet, um, and he loses his quirk there and now becomes quirkless. And kind of we've moved on to Mirio 2.0 where he's now quirkless. He now pretty much just takes care of Eerie. He's still in – actually, I think he took a uh, break from school, right? Uh, he w- in- Or is he still in school? <clears throat> he – I think when we left off in the show, he was just like, yeah, they were like, you get a like a, a like a leave of absence, like to kind of because he's like he's not only like recovering himself, he's like a mentor for Eerie as well, right? Yeah, and I, and I definitely think kind of obviously we all loved him going into that, and the fight between him and Overhaul was amazing. But for me, what really solidifies him as such a character is everything we said about him about being a true hero, about having that shining personality, about being a son. Tamajiki and all that kind of stuff is he's still the exact same way after Quirk. He wants to take care of Eerie. He's still looking at the bright side. He still wants to help in every single way he can. I think that's what really separates a lot from most characters. Most characters that go through that, I'm sure there's the behind the scenes moment that we don't see, but they maybe they just aren't ever going to show us. But like Dylan said, he doesn't waver. And I think that's really cool to see in a character that you always expect them after they lose their Corfic. Oh, there's no way they're not going to waver. Like, they're, they're going to have that breakdown episode to see him crying about losing their Corfic. But no, Mirio just keeps going on forward. And I think that's really cool and almost means more about him being part of this big three, whatever that means, um, just as much of as how powerful he was, but also that he is what a hero should be in almost every sense of the way. Yeah, like, I think a big thing we talked about, even when he did lose his quirk, we were like, okay, he's going to go through, like, a depressive episode, right? And it just, yeah. it never came, and his character never changed, you know what I mean? So, and, I mean, I'm sure some people may dispute, like, that might be, like, you know, poor writing or something like that, but I don't think it, I don't think it is. I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty on point for the character, just to be like, this is how it is now, doesn't matter, I gotta deal, I gotta deal with the cards I'm dealt, right? Like, yeah, no, I... I agree, and I guess I kind of want to talk. Um, you guys, did you guys look up the popularity polls for um, your characters? Did you know how they ever did? Uh, yeah, I I looked them up a little bit, and then I got sad because no one likes Hotto. No one likes Mirio either. In the third, fourth, and fifth ones, he never got above twenty fifth. Wow, Am- Amajiki did better than him in the third. Amajiki did seventeenth. 
that's then, actually oh, yeah. pretty that's actually pretty crazy because like miri has some really cool stuff going on i think yeah so in the third he was 41st fourth he was 26th fifth he was 25th <laughs> wait I, I definitely thought he'd top yeah in the fifth amajiki beats him again so i don't know i don't know what what happens there i don't know like what's the like what changes and it depends when those episodes are maybe because early on um in the manga i mean we get a lot more sunny to first before we get more mirio so maybe that's why but still weird well no because the popularity polls are always manga based they're always based on the manga because that's where they well, i know but depending on when they are they could have been before Mira got more limelight because there's more Amajiki first. Yeah, but they did have a couple of them. So, like, I don't know. I think that's that's kind of interesting. I wonder if it is, like, maybe it is, like, a Japanese thing where they just like Amajiki more than Mirio, and then we just end up like Mirio more than Amajiki. I mean, it could be, it could be, uh, like... I just want to say, this is the most main character-ass character you guys have ever liked. I mean, again, he's a, he's a runner-up to Amajiki, but, I mean, like, yeah, like... <laughs> but I, I think but, it, right. it could it could be like fan loyalty to Deku too, right? Like, because I mean, Mirio was supposed to be like he was better than Deku. Yeah, but that's not who Mirio was though. Yeah. From the second they kind of had that conversation, Mirio was never like I'm coming for your court. No, no, no. But like, like I mean, I, no, I think like fans could interpret like like he like his role as like you know like almost. I think impressive. that's. I think I, I think it's a little bit of a stretch. You think it's a stretch? Maybe. Yeah. Do we? So they well, just we just hate him like or like. Japan I, just him, I, I mean, it's 25. It's not like they hate him as a character. It's 41 like, was the first one, so he was well, not. That, oh, was yeah, probably and, 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 the, that was probably the end of the arc of where, like, they barely saw him. And they just... Yeah. Oh, no, no, I thought it would have been, like, right around the time he just whooped Class 1A's ass. Like... Maybe. Yeah. I see, the thing is, though, that gets to get overall all popularity pull. I mean, we've also had hundreds of chapters with the rest of the class at this point, so... I mean, other people just have other characters they love more. But unless you, do you guys have anything about this, any specific characters to talk yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to talk about Mirio and his entering anime spoilers here and him not having his quirk anymore. Is he going to get back? We've talked about this a little bit. I think so. It's going to be one of those moments. Everyone's dying. You hear in the background fucking trumpets played, Mirio coming flying in to save the day. But but I still think the problem of him being after a time skip, after a time skip. Of course. I, I mean I think it has to be that because like it has to be end game. It has to be like the last couple chapters because otherwise, we talked about this. He's gonna be broken. So unless you have other characters that are also like busted, aka like a time skip, like being able to like have people train up that much, like he would just outshine everyone, and you just couldn't have them. Yeah, and the other thing is too, um, is like if he gets his quirk back through Eerie, it could be like a last ditch effort kind of thing because as we know how effective her quirks works in reverse, you know what I mean? Mir gets it for a brief amount of time, but then he basically reverses himself into ex- out of existence. You know what I mean? Like very much like a like a like a like a last ditch kind of thing, right? So I, I would absolutely be down for that, except the fact that Eerie kind of died once. I know, like, yeah. Like him losing his quirk really was like a character death because, like, I like in the show, like we get him being a dad. Quirks is everything in this universe. Yeah, and like, and and like we in like in the show we get him like being a dad a little bit, but That's because it. he's of a quirk, he's not in the show really. So it's yeah. like, you you know, so it would feel weird if he sacrifices himself because it could be like, okay, cool, we're <laughs> gonna you off anyways. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've emotionally no, that, that, checked that out. would never mean as much as even Aizawa or. I mean, even Gran Torino or anyone kind of like that coming out of nowhere and 
sacrificing, or even like Hagakure, I almost feel like as a class 1A member, someone kind of like that sacrificing themselves would almost feel more than Mirio because you've known the character longer than Mirio coming back a second time and dying just, again. Just coming back to die, yeah. yeah. I, I am really upset that we don't get interaction, like more interaction of the three of them together. That's my, like, that was like my biggest gripe. After we move past them, like, I get that you have to move past, like, the, the arc as a whole, but you never got to see the three of them interact, you know what I mean? These were apparently the most three, like, craziest students in, in um, you know, UA, and then and, you just never really see them intermingle, right? Like, And that's what I want to talk about with the big three. I don't think the big three means shit. Yeah. I'm saying it right here. Like, they, I mean, it's like a glorified student council, pretty much. Like... What are you getting out of this? Like, it's, or it's like the valedictorian and uh, like on all that kind of stuff. Like, it's cool, but like, they're just three random people. It's not like they. I mean, Mirio and um, Amajiki just happened to be friends and made it up there together. Like, it's not because these three were super close or that they all worked the same agency or anything. And we don't even know how they were selected. They're just three random people that are selected as the best by someone well i i I don't want to so i want to say that it's not that like oh it's like the three that are like kind of the strongest like these three are actually so strong that currently they're like above yeah that was that was the big thing yeah like if they were thrown into the wild right now they would probably they'd probably be top 10 they'd easily be top 20 heroes and like like that's that's the level that they're at and so like I don't I don't think big three necessarily means like the principal was like I W big three. I think it was like more of a thing of like, oh, these are like the three students who are like big shit. Like it could have been four if there was four of them, but just because there was three that are like Well no, like they're introduced as UA's big No, no, but that's just like a class. that's like a saying, like, oh, it's like clearly the like that's what the crew is known as. It's because they're three of the strongest heroes, they're all friends, like they're known as like Oh, that's the big three, like the big three heroes of the school. Like, I don't think it's necessarily like, like this, this, uh, this title that they bestow upon them. I, I think it's just like a name for their crew. Maybe. I'm just trying to look through it a little bit too. Yeah. So the big three are widely known as the strongest three hero students in all of Japan. Thanks to work studies, the three of them have seasoned their skills and mastered their powerful quirks at a young age. They are considered above pro hero levels yeah. and are already destined to become top pro heroes once they graduate. I always thought this was like something that there's always a big three at the school. I didn't know that these three were just called the big three because of how big of deals they are. That makes so much more sense because I thought this was literally just like a designation they give out every single year. Like, there was always an iteration of the big oh, three. Yeah. And, no. yeah. And somebody oh, like, that makes so much more sense. Like, oh, no, yeah, that's, that's so much cooler. Though. These guys are literally such badasses. That yeah, they're just... They they're just their own well, I mean, you, you, you see it you see it in the show. Like, I mean, uh, like, Mirio, of course, being... Like, like permeation is, like, ridiculous, right? Like, we already know that. But, like, Amajiki does a, like, has a 1v3, and he wins. You know what I mean? Like... Which, again, a lot of pro heroes probably wouldn't have been able to do. But this guy's still a student, and he's just absolutely fucking shit up with his squid arms turning into a kraken. Like, Man, or Chimera. Man, lost a ton of money then, didn't he? Man, that sucks. Well, I mean, well, I mean he's a dad now, dude. He's, he's, got, he's got a humble, begin, uh, humble roots now. Yeah, go home. Be a father. Yeah, exactly, right? 
be a father to this orphan that you know nothing about besides the fact that you saved her after meeting her one time two weeks before, and now you're obsessed with her. Um, well, him and Deku are but, both weird, man. They're weird dudes. That's what, that's, what you, that's what you get when you're main characters. They're all weird dudes. But, I mean, we have to ask, who do we think Class 1A's victory it's, is? It's obvious, right? It's yeah, super it's, obvious. The personalities even line up. It's Deku as Mirio, Bakugo as Amajiki, Todoroki as the one in the middle. It has to be. Yeah, there's no real. There's like you can't really dispute it, right? Like those yeah, are those are the. I, I, three. I mean, it's it's super obvious. Like I I don't think there's anyone that comes close to their power at this point. Not especially not in the class. Like I mean, like yeah, like no, I don't think anybody touches as far as like raw like firepower. Like just nobody nobody touches them, right? Yeah. Dylan, in um Japanese culture, is having a lower letter in the alphabet signified of smarter or better people, or does it not matter? Like is class one A, class one B no mean idea. Anything? I, I don't I don't think that means anything, but I have no idea. I it's yeah, be- it's uh I'm trying to remember because from a hero no Sora, they do like mention like if they if they're in like X Some class. Class letters are like honored class. Yeah, they're yeah, they're but- like honors, yeah. I don't know if there's always a certain level. Yeah, like I don't think it. it might just be that school. Yeah, I don't think like A or C is necessarily like particularly like the honor classes. I think it's arbitrarily like there's four there's four classes here. One of them is the honor one. Right. Could be any and letter. we're just we just kind of think that because class one A is obviously the better class in the first year group, but then that's just because we spend more time with them and Deku and Bakugou and all that's in there. But that's why we kind of think that because Mirio's in three B. And when I first heard of that, I'm like, damn. So like he's not that big of a deal, but. It probably just means it actually doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Besides just, I mean, it could also mean that, like, academically, he's not that smart, which Mirio is kind of a he's, dumb, which, dummy. That he, seems, that seems he's kind of a dumbass. Yeah, exactly. Um, what else do we want to talk about? Anything else about the big three, about the group, about anything else? Yeah, so this is, their, this is their last year at UA, right? Because there's, yeah. there's, there's only three years. So, like, they're going to be they're gonna be pros, like, in a couple months in showtime right yeah yes which is a, it, which is a big deal because i mean like 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 we were talking about like even though mirio's mirio two of them still are are are, are kicking and still are incredibly strong so yeah I, do you think we're going to see a lot of hotto down the road to make up for this like there's one more semester so there's probably one more big arc and then we might be moving into the second year finally for um class 1a and then they'll be going on do we think we're going to see Hado or Amajiki down the road? I think Miri will always make appearances because of Eerie. But for those two, do we think they'll make a major appearance as pro heroes? I, I think Amajiki, just because we, uh, like, I don't know. Like, it just feels like we would get him. Like, uh, Fat Gum was a big part of, like, the last season, so I would assume so. Um, Hado, I hope, so, so my hero does this thing of where they kind of give every character limelight at some point. No matter if it's in, at, like, chapter two or chapter, like, three like 257 like you get your limelight at some point i i hope they they give it to her at some point she got the beauty patch i think that's gonna no be no give her <laughs> i'm not even trying to be mean i literally think that's going to be her limelight i you, for the uh, entire run. you might like i mean you might be right but like i mean i think a big thing with these two characters because they're not like i mean mirio again mirio is just going to constantly show up because of because of year he's never like we're never getting rid of him um but with with Amajiki and and Hado like because of their ties to both Fat Gum and Ryoku, 
they just I think they're just gonna come back as like like a duo package. You know, you see Fakum, you're gonna see Amji. You see Ryoko, you're gonna see you're gonna see Hado. You know what I mean? Like they just I think they're just gonna package deal it a lot, and that way it keeps them in the universe, it keeps them relevant, and yeah, you you never forget they exist. And because like I don't think you can really uh, uh, like afford characters that have been so hyped up to be like you know kind of pushed aside, right? Because they've been they've been hyped up that much, despite the fact like you know their main member doesn't have his quirk anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think the whole I don't know. I have no idea where it's gonna go. I think season four in the anime was the season of the big three, and we never see them again. Or I think they'll come back in a major way. But we've seen a lot of characters kind of come in disappear and then only make small appearances here and there so it, it's always hard to know with horikoshi i think he just kind of does it but if he does see amajiki as himself a little bit i think there's a chance we'll see amajiki get limelight again in the future with hado who knows yeah that's i think it's i think that's a fair compare comparison yeah he's got that tie to him right so but sounds like we're kind of wrapping up is there anything else any little fun facts or anything kind of like that about anyone or anything you want to share uh no i think i'm good yeah yeah i mean the couple i did for mirio i mean he shares a birthday with deku his favorite food sushi he also really likes his name because it sounds like a rock band from japan outside of that i ain't got much jesus man hey like okay once again talk about him all the time read the school briefs you learn some cool stuff in there yeah maybe maybe we'll read it uh for one of these episodes one of these days He's he, he's being kind of a dick here. We are going to go through those at some point. So if you want to pick those up, they're on Shonen Jump or you can read them just about anywhere. We'll go through those in the uh, future because I really do recommend them. They're only a couple bucks on Shonen Jump. Check those out. They're actually really good, especially you get a lot more one-on-one characters with kind of the B characters of Class 1A early on. So check those out. But nice. with that, I think we're going to wrap up this week's episode. Are we doing a, uh, I guess we can't really do a Pulse Ultra amongst the three of them. No, right? there's no Pulse Ultra yeah. when it's a character deep dive. Come on. I mean, Get out of here I, with that. I don't know, man. I don't know. We have three of them. We can pick through. But, uh, yeah, guys. Um, with that, <laughs> uh, check us out on all major podcasting platforms. You beat Spotify, Apple Music, all that, or Apple iTunes, all that fun stuff. And hit us with that five-star review on all of those. Tell your friends. Spread the word. All that good stuff. Open up your internet browser, go to the top, top, uh, type PO. Don't go to that first site. Keep going and type poppedoff.com or you can go to twitter.com slash popped underscore off and check us out on there because we post a ton of stuff. I apologize for this episode in advance. I, I appreciate everyone that made it this far. We're all tired. We tried our best this week. We know this wasn't our top episode, but we love each and every one of you that always listen to us. Just ramble on about Mike here. We love it. We're glad that there's so many of you that listen to us each and every week. So. With that being said, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Class 1A. We'll see you all back in class next Saturday with the continuation of the Vigilantes manga. See you guys then.